Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' Sunday night football win against the Broncos and preview Sunday's game against the Raiders. But for first, Joe, you know, with open locker rooms no longer around, it's really hard to get one-on-one interviews with players, especially the elite players. So I've been chasing this one-on-one uh, with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey for months. And I finally uh, get him on the phone uh, Tuesday. And then two minutes into the interview, well, it's set up in an apartment. We have a little bit bu- a buzzer. And when our dog walker comes or whenever anyone <laughs> comes, we just uh, buzz him in. So our dog, like, recognizes his voice and goes nuts. Well, the buzzer, you know, it's holiday time. All packages come in. The buzzer goes off. And our dog just barks his head off. I'm like, I spent months. But <laughs> fortunately, apparently Travis has two dogs of his own. It was pretty cool about it. But I was like, man, the timing on that, not ideal. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny, Jeff. It is this whole new world, right? We're getting a peek <laughs> into people's lives, whether it's work or even personal, you know, our personal lives and dealing with Zoom and Microsoft Teams and what used to be Skype. and FaceTime and like, you know, not really seeing people. It's, it's, it's crazy the things you're dealing with. So yeah. Hey, Travis got to, to know your dogs. Now you guys can both know your dog lovers. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll make him more uh, amenable to the next interview. Right. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping Joe. <laughs> well, um, I'm sure listeners are less interested in what's going on in my <laughs> life and my dog's life than what happened with the chiefs and the Broncos. Joe, what was your take uh, from the Sunday night game? Well, you look, it was a win, W, right? We're rolling five in a row. Um, you know, y- you know me, Jeff. I-, I-, I like to look at stats, right? You know, you watch the games and you get caught up in the emotions, right? You, you get caught up in-, in the performance that's happening. But, you know, you got to strip away sometimes that part of the game and look and see where are the flaws? You know, where are the where are the challenges, right? And, and, and not that stats, the stats don't win games. You know, the, the Broncos lost that game to the Chiefs 22 to nine. But what scares me about some of the things when you look at the statistics is, you know, if you were to not look at the score of that game, there is no reason to think other than two stat lines that the Chiefs won that game. They got out yarded both in the passing and in the rushing. Yards per play, Broncos had the edge there. More first downs for the Broncos. They were a little bit better around the same on third down efficiency. They actually went for it on fourth six times wow. and got half of them. Um, they ran you know, almost 20 more plays than the Chiefs did. Um, penalties, they did better. They only punted the ball three times, one less than the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs on time of possession, which is already, always a scary stat for me. Mm-hmm. But what got the Broncos was two picks and a fumble. The Chiefs only had one fumble in that, you know, that one interception. So 
that's what got the Broncos. But like the, all those other, like I just hope that those other stat lines aren't a systemic problem. Taking away those those turnovers, do the Chiefs win that game? You know, and and I know we were texting at the game. And, oh my God, that first drive was like the Chiefs just like like it was like a hot knife through butter. Like wow, like the Chiefs are back. Like I was like, this is it. Yeah. We're back. I really thought then, it was going to be a blowout after wow. that. They just the, – the defense stopped them three and out, and then the Chiefs went on a great drive. I really thought that's that was going to be the case. Yeah, so, you know, I just get a little scared when I, when I try to take the 30,000-foot view and back away from the emotion of the game and look at some of these stat lines and say, okay, are the Chiefs doing all the right things? And, and minus those, those, those three turnovers that the Broncos had, it would it have been a closer game than 22 to nine. And, you know, again, the defense really stepped up at the right times. And it was, to me, that was another defensive win. I mean, Patrick even said, I saw a couple of his interviews, you know, after the game and, you know, he's really admitting right now that the chiefs defense is, is, you know, basically winning the games and that, you know, the offense needs to get back on track. He keeps saying, oh, we're going to get back on track. We're back on track. We're getting back on track. But, like, the defense is winning games for them right now. Who would have thought that? Right. Like, who would have thought that, like, six, seven weeks ago, we were like, oh, my God, we were ready to give up on that defense. And now they're the ones that are going to, you know, that are knock on wood, going to win in this division. And, like I said, I don't want to beat this to a pulp, but, like, I just hope that some of those stat lines aren't a systemic issue to the struggles that this offense is having and maybe poking some holes in, in, in this defense that's sort of, you know, putting up some smoke and mirrors of getting it done. And, and that's what, you know, that's what kind of scares me a little bit about, about this, you know, the team going into the playoffs. I think they've got a good run here on the next, you know, part of this season as far as, you know, having the best shot to win the AFC West and get themselves positioned for a nice playoff spot. But I just hope that they're doing all the right things to, to make this make it all happen. You, you mentioned uh, Patrick Mahomes, how he has handled that. Again, he spoke uh, as, as we're recording this and posting this on Wednesday. He had his weekly uh, press conference with the media. And again, he owns it. He keeps saying all the offense, which we'll get. He's like, it's on me. They asked him about the drop passes and stuff. And he's, it's on me. He's like, if I placed the ball better, we wouldn't have these drop passes. So kudos to him. And we're also going to talk about this defense that, like you said, that was – the difference in the game with their uh, with their turnovers. But first, yeah. we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, I wanted to talk about that defense because they really, early in the season, uh, the Chiefs defense looked so bad and, and was such a cause concern, and they've really played well down the stretch, making key turnovers, not giving up many points. Um, and there were a couple of points that I wanted to make about that. Um, Melvin Ingram has really helped. He had a good game, too. He, he shared a sack. That had a nice uh, tackle there. He's gotten some attention. 
uh, deservedly so. So has a, a big reason for it, the health of Frank Clark and, uh, and Chris Jones, making a big difference. Chris Jones now playing a little bit more inside. A guy, though, who also has gotten healthy, he missed some time that has helped a lot, is Charvarius Ward. And I think that's been under the radar. And Joe, I saw this stat from Next Gen Stats, uh, courtesy Zebra Technologies, and I thought of you. This, this, this says a lot, and I think you'll get a, this will really interest you. So, again, on Sunday Night Football, he allowed just two receptions for 19 yards on seven targets when he was the nearest defender. So on the season, though, he's allowed the lowest completion percentage, 40%, among defensive backs with a minimum of 40 targets. He's also first in tight window rate, 46.7%, and third in yards per target at 4.6, which says a lot. Which, uh, incredible stuff, Joe. I saw this. I couldn't wait to share this with you. I knew, I knew you'd eat this up, Joe. I'd be eating up. You know I love those kind of stats. And, God, that to me, you know what his vote for is in the uh, high school yearbook? Most underrated. Yeah. Holy cow. Totally. Like, when, when you think about that, um, you know, that's like most underrated NFL player of the year type stats, right? Because he's not getting – the pub that, you know, other defensive backs get. I mean, that's, that's amazing that he is having that kind of a season. And thank goodness for the people that put those kind of stats together that sort of, sort of shine a light on, you know, things that, you know, 10, 10, and five years ago, you know, you don't really have that kind of statistic, mm-hmm. right? Cause who's checking that kind of stuff, tight window stuff and targets, right? Like who's getting targeted. Like mm-hmm. that was all, we, we, we all went on gut on that stuff. Like there wasn't anything statistical about it. So it's so cool to see, to be able to go in and look at that and to say, Hey, you know, he's having a really good season because what happens, what happens with like positions like corner and safety, like what happens you get, you get, um, you get marred by like a big play, like a bad play where, you know, somebody gets beat for a 60 yard touchdown because they blew a coverage or they fell down or they just missed something or they weren't fast enough to keep up with the receiver. And then all of a sudden you just, it taints your whole view of, ah, Trevarius Ward. Oh man. Like he got beat on, you know, that one touchdown and on he's, he's terrible and get him fired and all that stuff because you got to take the emotion out of it. And that's what statistics do, right? They take the emotion out of it and you start looking about how consistent he is, regardless of whether or not he got beat on one. And I'm not saying he did, but I'm saying if he did, mm-hmm. you know, he gets beat on that one big play and you're like, Oh man, that guy, he stinks, get him out of there. And you forget about the fact that he's had a really consistent and solid season. Cause that's what you want. You want that consistency. And that's what statistics tell you. And, and that's, you know, Hey, we use them in, 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 in business, business every day. I mean, my old job, you know, in the insurance industry is, is to focus on statistics and data. So, you know, I think that's cool that you were, I'm, I'm eating that one up and now I can't wait to start to look to more, you know, I'd like to say, I'd like to see like, cause you know, Sorensen obviously has that, that pick six. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and really interesting to see. I'd love to see where he is because he, he got caught up in the emotional turmoil. Remember those first, those like couple of weeks where it was like, they were ready to have, you know, strip him of his number 49 like he he just seemed like he was playing so poorly so you know if you go back and look at statistics for Daniel maybe he's not having a bad a season as he was it's just those couple of bad plays that happen and certainly had that pick six back to to Ward um you know he really has started playing well that one of the big plays of uh one of the more challenging games and maybe one of the better wins of the season for the Chiefs against the Cowboys when he he rose up and he he beat CD Lamb to that end zone pass. Like he just, you know, 
went higher than he did, caught the ball at the highest point, got the interception and the touchdown. That was huge. Yeah. So uh, the, the defense, like we've talked about, obviously um, a real bright spot, uh, very encouraging. The offense still not clicking, notably some drop passes. Joe, why do you think this is? Yeah, I, I, it's crazy. Uh, it's so hard. I just feel like, and I don't want to put this all on Patrick, right? He's got a lot on. He's got a lot on his shoulders, but I just there's something in the way that he's throwing the ball, and there's something that has changed. Either you know, look, I'm no quarterback coach. I'm 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 no guru of this kind of stuff, an offensive guru. But there's something in in his mechanics or in a way that he's throwing the ball, and I can't. I'm I'm, I'm uh, the, the verdict's not out yet on whether or not it's what defenses are doing to him or what he's doing to himself. You know, it's kind of like when you watch, you know, remember when Tiger, like if you were a golf fan and Tiger changed his swing, like everybody's like, God, what happened to Tiger? He just looks mm-hmm. different out there, right? Like you see it happen with those specialty, talented positions, you know, like things like golf or a baseball pitcher right? Like from one season to the next, something just happens with their mechanics. And you're like, is it, is it the batters getting better? And the reason why the pitcher's not pitching as well, or, you know, certainly in golf, the holes don't change, right? And the tee box doesn't change. So, you know, you know that in golf, it's sort of about mechanics, right? And if you try to change your swing and do a tweak here, I just feel like there's something off in, 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 in sort of in Patrick's, the way he's throwing the ball. And I don't know whether he's, you know, he's physically forcing it, mentally forcing it. It's it's really hard um, for me to tell and to find that out because I'm not a quarterback's coach, right? I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's just, I mean, 15 completions and 29 attempts and 184 yards with another pick. Like, he's just, he's so much better than that. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, I think our our listeners and our fans have to watch it too and Maybe they could tweet us and tell us if they see something because it's it's a mystery to me right now, and why this offense isn't having the year that it has had in the past. And you know, like I've said before, it's not like defensive coordinators sit around wondering, you know, how the you know, oh, woe is me, the Chiefs' offense. You know, they're trying to find ways to beat us, right? And so they're working hard to do that. And I can't, I'm having a hard time figuring out whether it's what Patrick's doing or what everybody else is doing to defend Patrick and his you know, vaunted, uh, you know, offensive powerhouse that he has in Kelsey and Hill and, you know, when he's healthy, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So it's, it's, a, it's a mystery to me. I don't know, Jeff. And it might be, a, it, you know, very possibly a combination of both what defenses are doing to Patrick and, and, and what he just himself is doing. And I wonder a little bit for, you know, uh, they talked about this a lot today, Andy Reid did um, on Wednesday, you said, you know, the receivers all spend extra time after practice, really, you know, taking extra passes, working on uh, catching the ball cleanly. You know, I, I don't know if that's something, too, that you have to focus so hard, and they've been on top for so long that mm-hmm. these guys are real workers, but you've done that two years in a row, third year in a row, just that little decrease in focus, not just just because they're human. You know, not, I'm not saying they're – a lack of effort or anything but I think that might be part of it just you know it's hard to keep that same level of focus and crispness three years in a row oh it's hard I mean you know even even in the dynasty era you know eras of the Patriots I mean you know Tom had you know years and and the, and the Patriots offense had years you know when you look at those you know that that six Super Bowl run 
um, that the that the that the Patriots had. I mean, there were still off years, even though they were a lot of times the same team, and you still had Tom Brady and you still had Bill Belichick and all of his offensive, you know, brilliance and and who he had as a coordinator, whether it was him calling the plays himself. You know, things like that change, and and you know, you can't. It's hard to sustain, man, in the NFL, especially like we were saying when you've got everybody else trying to figure out ways to stop you. So no, you know, maybe maybe it's. Maybe right now it's just a, it's it's the it's Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid just trying to find those little tweaks that could make this offense get back on track, and those little tweaks are what's keeping us from, you know, really being the team that we you know that we should be. And and maybe he's you know maybe that's why he's pressing a little bit and trying to make things happen that you know sometimes you know he's forcing the ball a little bit, not letting things happen naturally. I mean, to me that's what that's what I see most mm-hmm. when I watch him play. It's just not letting things happen naturally you know he's Patrick Mahomes he's trying to he's trying to force it in and and it's it's sometimes hard to get that you know square peg into a round hole great analysis there Joe well say goodbye to dull gifts lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques they crack the science of sparkle creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a lighter price $800 per carat they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds never a dull moment be uh getting that light box jewelry uh website uh in his favorites is Traverius word after the season <laughs> knowing that he's going to be a free agent i meant to say that earlier as oh, we were talking about him hey this is a big year for him man like what what a what a year to be putting up those next gen stats and 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 having this kind of year i mean he's coming you know off of a one year one year deal and this could be he could, he keeps playing like this. I mean, it's going to be a monstrous payday for him, <laughs> hopefully here in Kansas City. But, you know, somewhere he's going to be making a lot of do re me. Joe, great segue and great point. I had totally forgotten that about him, a, a free agent. And also great for him. And, you, geez, you wonder about, you know, did the Chiefs still have to pay? Matthew's contract is, is coming up. That might be a tough to, to, to assign both of those guys in the secondary. Um, Moving on to the the Raiders matchup, Joe, I think a, one of the key guys here, uh, both a key guy toward in in the Chiefs, uh, how, the outcome of this game, and also the outcome of Joe Valerio's <laughs> fantasy league team, <laughs> Darren Waller's status. I think he's trending that he's looking better like he could play. Geez, Joe, if he doesn't, I, I think the Raiders have a tough task. Anyhow, I think the Chiefs win this. But if Darren Waller does it, they really, without him, we know Ruggs, obviously, what happened to him, and he was, that was a big loss. They just don't have enough targets, I think, if, if, he's, uh, if, he's, if Darren Waller is out. No, I, I definitely, uh, you know, obviously, you know how I feel about the AFC West, because guess who my backup tight end is? Noah Font, so from the Broncos. <laughs> so if I couldn't get Kelsey, I was going with the next two best, you know, AFC West tight ends for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge part of their, 
of their offense. He hasn't, he really hasn't been performing like I think everybody thought he would, you know, cause he's banged up and there's been injuries and, and different things like that. So it's going to be a struggle. Eh? This is a team that, you know, they, they, the Raiders always scare me, right? It's Raiders week. And, mm-hmm. and, and we could, you know, we obviously have done enough talk about what Raiders week means to the chiefs organization and, and, and to all the fans who've grown up watching that rivalry unfold over the years. And, you know, I think it's, um, it's a game that could scare you, right? I mean, look, you you look at what the Raiders have done, you know, over the course of this year, and you look at their body of work. I mean, they've, you know, they've played some teams, and and you know, when you look at whether whether it was that team not playing well that day, or you know, uh, teams that have been on the rise, like they, you know, they've beaten some teams that that. You know, let's just go back and look at it. They've beaten the Ravens, right? I know it was early on in the season. Um, you know, they've beaten the Steelers. They've beaten the Dolphins, who, who, when you look at those three teams alone, the way that they're playing right now, that, at that time, people were like, eh, okay, the Steelers are slipping. You know, the Ravens, eh, who knows what's going to happen? The Dolphins, eh. I mean, but those three teams alone right there are, are really starting to play really well. And they, they beat, beat the, the Cowboys too. They on, beat the Cowboys. Well, that's I was going to get to the next. Sorry, the next, Joe, I'm jumping no, ahead no, here. You are, Jeff. No, I was going to get to the next. <laughs> you know, the next, the next section, right? They've beaten the Broncos once. Um, you know, they've beaten uh, the Eagles, right? Who were playing well at times. I mean, they've, they've, you know, they're not. The, the Eagles aren't. You know, they're not like the Lions. You mm-hmm. know, they're not a one and thirteen team. They're, you know, the Eagles are. You know, six and seven. They're, they're, they're playing pretty decent football. Um, you know, that Cowboys win was, was huge. And, and then, and then they go and lose the, to, to the Washington football team. And it's like, I can't figure this team out. Like I can't <laughs> figure this Raiders team out. I don't know what to make of their six and six record, but you know, of their six wins, just the Cowboys alone on Thanksgiving was, that was big time. And I thought, you know, they put up 36 points. Derek Carr looked really good. You know, I, Josh Jacobs scares the heck out of me. Um, because we always have known that, that the running game and time of possession is something that's always not worked in the Chiefs' favor. So, it, it, you know, this is going to be another AFC West battle, and I think the Chiefs will be, you know, they're going to be fighting tooth and nail to come out, you know, come out with a victory for sure. You know, Joe, the, always, like you said, Raiders week, rivalry game, always a concern. But I, I, I really like the Chiefs' matchup in this. Uh, excuse me, I really like the Chiefs in this matchup. I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, I, maybe the offense of the Chiefs also, they had so much success against the Raiders earlier in the season, putting up 41 points, that maybe, you know, that there's some favorable matchups and they also, the offense which has been lagging, steps up. I, I just think that the Raiders, they have that nice win against the Cowboys. I, I really think since the Gruden stuff happened, since the Ruggs stuff happened, they they haven't been the same team. I think they're kind of a shell of themselves, and I I think the way the Chiefs' defense is playing, uh, I I like the the yeah. Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win this, um, you know, by a couple touchdowns actually. Yeah, I I love your optimism there, Jeff, because I'm right there with you. And I I want to see them, but you know, again, I, I, you know, after watching that opening two drives, right, the Chiefs' defense and then the offense, and the fact that that game was only 10 to six going into the fourth quarter against the Broncos, I don't mean to keep beating this thing up and I don't keep meaning to look at numbers because 
football is not a game of numbers. It's a, mm-hmm. It is a game of emotion and it's a game of momentum. And I do get that. But, you know, the fact that that game was 10 to six going into the fourth quarter, Jeff, that's, you know, that's, that's your one turnover or one, one touchdown the other way, a special teams touchdown from losing that game and, and, and losing, you know, the chiefs could, could have lost that game 13 to 10 as easily as the one 22 to nine. And, and to me, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's real. I'm sorry. It was 13 to three going into the halftime so, or into the fourth quarter. Um, but like that, that's, that's the kind of stuff that scares me a little bit about this team is, is I just, you know, we can't let teams hang around. Um, and offensively, we've got to put the pedal down and, and step on the gas and just fire up the engines and keep going. And, and that's, to me, that's what seems to be lacking right now with the Chiefs is the ability to just really put the pedal to the metal and, and finish a game um, the way that they have done in the past. And I just don't want, you know, some time of possession, you know, uh, you know, battle to get to lose out in the Chiefs' favor where they're, you know, where Josh Jacobs is, you know, running the ball a little bit. Derek Carr makes a few good plays and we're, and we're not hitting on all cylinders. I just, you know, I, 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 I do truly believe you, Jeff. And I, and I do believe that this, they do outmatch this team on paper, but, you know, I just, you know, I, I, and I think the Chiefs are going to win. They're going to win this game for sure. But I just hope it's a game where they can get back into that sort of sailing mode as opposed to like everything being like rowing. You know, I want them to get hoist the sails and, and set sea, you know, rather than just, just battling out these, you know, these, these, these games by, you know, by rowing for every yard. Great, that's, great a, analogy. that's a weirdest, no, weirdest no, perfect. They're playing the analogy, right? For the, right? For, they're playing the Raiders. Right, they're playing the Pirates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it works perfectly. You know, Joe, part of, you mentioned the time of possession being a concern and, and what happened with the Broncos. Uh, part of my optimism is part of the reason I think the Broncos kept it close, Javante Williams um, uh, looked really good. My, my wife was excited about that because that, that was that's her – fantasy running back to anyhow but Javante Williams really played well had uh broke a ton of tackles a lot of yards after contact he he gave the Broncos allowed them to possess the ball uh you mentioned Josh Jacobs he's given the Chiefs fits in the past this year though he's he just hasn't been the same I think part of it is all the changes on the Raiders offensive line he's a little banged up so that gives me I'm not sure that if you look at the NFL stats or running game has been a weakness all year so that gives me um some optimism and, and Joe the, the matchup though the Josh Jacobs won the Chiefs run defense against him is going to be key the other one I'm curious to watch is it sounds like Andrew Wiley is is going to play uh, right tackle again him against Max Crosby they were college teammates and Wiley did a really good job against a really good um, edge rusher defensive end the last time they played I think if if he does if he plays like that again I really like the Chiefs yeah, no, I mean, that's that's going to be the key is, is protecting Patrick, giving him the time to throw. I mean, look, you know, it wasn't that long ago, right? It's like really probably by the time the game comes around, it still won't e- even have been a month since we beat them 41 to 14. Mm-hmm. So, and we did it at their place. So we know it's there. Um, you know, it's tough, you know, as you know, it's tough to beat teams twice. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have, you have to have a lot on the stick to, to beat somebody twice in this league. Um, and it's not that you bank on splitting with your division opponents, but you know, it's still going to be, 
you know, interesting matchup from, from that perspective. Um, but you're right. The, the offensive woes of the Raiders are so far outweighed by how well the Chiefs defense is playing right now that I'm hoping that that springboards the offense into that kind of stratosphere again where they can score, you know, 35-plus points against this Raiders defense because they're – because the Raiders offense is going to struggle so much against the Chiefs defense. That's really the hope. So, you know, if I had to, if I had to make a prediction right now, I'd say, um, I think, I think you're right. I think it's gonna be a couple touchdown win. If everything goes right, you know, minus any turnovers or anything crazy that happens. Um, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, I don't know if the Chiefs will get, get to that 41 range again, but I see it being like a 31 to say 17 game, you know, a couple touchdowns, dominate you know Derek Carr's going to do his thing Josh Jacobs will get you know probably get in the end zone if they get down close run it in but I still think it's going to be like a 31 to 17 type game for the Chiefs yeah I'm going as you can tell I was a little more bullish on this matchup for the Chiefs so I'm going a little bit uh, higher margin like 35 20 or so for uh, for the Chiefs Um, Joe the thing that I think bodes well the bodes the best for the Chiefs uh, even more so than how well the defense is playing. You know, I'm looking around the league. We're, we're into December. We're getting close to the playoffs. And the Chiefs are pretty rel- are pretty healthy. You look at some of the other AFC contenders. Geez, the Ravens just lost their best cornerback, mm-hmm. Marlon Humphreys. So did the Bills and Kavarius White. We mentioned Andrew Wiley, who's filling in at right tackle. That's been one of the right tackles, been one that the more serious injuries. But that's a, that's a spot the Chiefs have depth. The Chiefs, a knock on wood here, I, mean, I sound more like Gruden than a, than, a, than a Chiefs podcast, but knock on wood here, the, um, the Chiefs have, are pretty healthy, you know, wow. like no serious – and that really – that's going to be such a key going forward. It's huge. I, I, you know, their trainers and, and their strength conditioning staff ha- has this team in, in top shape, and I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jeff, and that's – huge uh, insight there is is that this is where crunch time starts right and you keep people healthy during this stretch because we can't let up we're we're one game ahead of the chargers who are playing pretty decent football right now and you know we 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 definitely would like to you know obviously winning the division gets you that home game which is huge you know i i still i still think there's a shot we can get home field throughout i mean i i i the Bills have – I don't know what the heck has gone on there. I don't know what's happened to that team. And, and you know, I don't want to make too much out of it. I've only seen them, you know, play the, 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 the few several times. But, like, I, I just don't – man, I, I don't I – think, I think the Patriots are going to slip. And, and I think if they do, it opens up a spot for the Chiefs to, to really take a hold of that number one seed. And, boy, wouldn't that be great to have that again. Because uh, we know how important that is. I, I'm still not 100% sold on the Titans, even though they're eight and four. You know, I think the Colts are playing well. They're going to sneak in and get in. Um, you know, I'm not really concerned about the Bengals. I think the Ravens will stumble. Um, you know, so, not to be like yeah. Ne- ne- yeah. not to be so negative, but like <laughs> all those other teams. But like, even though they're all in that eight and four, seven and six range, I think they're they're all going to stumble at some point. I don't think anybody's going to like win out. And, um, you know, I think the Chiefs are positioning themselves like to control what they can control short of, of, you know, of the Patriots, you know, winning out since they're sort of one game ahead of the Chiefs right now. But that's, you know, because that's due to the, you know, due to the bye week. But, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I, I think, you know, the Chiefs come out of this week nine and four and they're right there with the Pats and they could take this home field and we'll be having totally different conversations, you know, come January when that happens. So I'm really excited. I'm really am. I'm very excited about the way this this AFC is going in favor of the Chiefs. And boy, there's just a lot of parity. And, you know, it's not always fun for when you're the fan of a team. Like, you know, you want the Chiefs to be, of course, you know, we want to go back to Patrick preseason 20 and 0, right? Everybody wants that. Um, and everybody wants, but I'll tell you, if you're a football fan, you got to kind of love the fact that the parity is there. You know, if you really truly love the game and you want competitive games each week and, you know, if the Chiefs game is over and you turn on the next game, you want to see a good game. And we're seeing a lot of really good games. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like excited about that. I, I like that. I, I'm not a huge dynasty person. Like I don't, I mean, it's nice when you do have a dynasty and you kind of can rely on them to be, to be, you know, to come in with big wins. I, I like, I like the, I like the mix, man. Like you don't, you don't know who's going to win. Like you don't know who's going to get that home field in the, in the AFC. Uh, we really don't. There is no clear winner at all at this point. And that's kind of exciting. So I hope fans are enjoying that, even though it can be frustrating when you want your team to be 20 and 0, because everybody wants their team to be 20 and 0. But if you're a true football fan, I think you kind of like the season. It is exciting, Joe. And like you said, the, the Chiefs have kind of a favorable schedule. So they could end up with that one seed. And this game Sunday will really go a long ways toward um, determining that. And it's right in the mix of their AFC West schedule and right in the middle of two primetime games. They had a Sunday night football game against the Broncos, another AFC West team, Raiders here on Sunday, and then a Thursday night game, another primetime game against the Chargers. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.